what's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Fun with Dumb. I see everybody on the caffeine chat checking in. Shout out to all my regulars over here. Uh, today is a continuous day of summer in Los Angeles. It doesn't seem the seasons have changed. Uh, the climate has changed. <laughs> the climate change has happened. Uh, it's hot as fuck out here. Um, but today I'm stoked because there's not a lot of times where I have a guest that I've known for like as long as I have with this gentleman right here. Um, I would say we go back about 15 years, uh, maybe even more, actually, yeah, now that I think more. about it. A little bit more, yeah. like maybe 17 or 18 years. Um, Every time I think about that, I'm like, shit, we're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the mic closer to you, too. All right, you, no. can, you can lean back, but just bring it closer for to sure. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this dude right here, uh, he saw me pretty much the beginning of when I started rapping. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, when we both got introduced into the music world and exactly. hip hop. Yeah. Uh, his name is David Kim, a.k.a. Youngin. Um, we've known each other since we were youngins. Yeah. Uh, and I guess you'll remain a youngin. <laughs> until, Forever. Until the next 10, 15 <laughs> years. Uh, he is a multi-platinum Grammy winner. Uh, and I don't know how to, the Grammy winner just sounded funny to me right there, but he has multiple Grammys, um, just recently wrapped up some crazy projects, Nas album, Big Sean's, mm-hmm. um, Dom and Hit Boys collab, Half a Mill, mm-hmm. um, just to name a few this year. And those were huge albums this year that came out. He, he, he mixes down the albums. Uh, do you master T? I master you master here and there, but yeah. I, I don't really master like big, big stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a recording and mixing engineer, um, like Hit Boy's right hand dude, and obviously Hit Boy has had a crazier um, yeah. producing those records yeah. as well. This is the man, Youngin, guys. Hey. Round of applause in the chats over there. I don't yeah. know how we can hear that, <laughs> but what's up, bro? What it do, man? How you doing, man? Ah, <sighs> chilling, bro. It's been it's been a crazy year. Yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been quite a ride. Yeah. Mm. Um, first and foremost, let's talk about a little bit about our history and how we met. Um, we're both from Koreatown, Los Angeles. Yes, sir. Uh, this dude was in a rap group as well <laughs> back in the day. Yep. Uh, and we we actually did shows together, like Asian Hip Hop Summit. Yeah, a lot of local scene uh. stuff. Um, Los Angeles to the Asian stuff to even the specific Koreatown community stuff, like yeah. playing at a random K-Town bar or whatever the fuck, yeah. whatever event somebody put together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when did you, you start, you got into rap like at that age we met or what? Like, Yeah, I, I think, well, I played football my whole life. Yeah. And then um, I was always into music. I was a guy making mixtapes and selling mixtapes and shit at school. Yeah. Um, so like when I I got hurt playing football my senior year I was I was D one bound and shit. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't know that. But then I broke my back my senior year, my junior year, and then so like my dreams went out the window. Wait, how'd you break your back? Weightlifting. Wow, yeah. that was, happens. Fucked, <laughs> fucked up accident. I'm like I'm lifting right now. I'm like we're doing, shit. That's terrifying. We're doing box squats. We're like. Where you go heavier than regular squats, and then you sit on the box, and then you get up. So you're going halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like the last set of my day, 4.15. I sat down, and then I, I lifted with my back. And then basically, I threw my back out with 400 pounds on my shoulders. Wow. So, was that so, devastating? Like, going into, like... Oh, yeah. It was it was terrible. I thought my I thought life was over, man. Like, yeah. That's, that's like... First time I, I had like suicidal thoughts and shit. Cause like, that was your main passion. That was like the only thing I knew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't study because I had football. Right. I didn't do anything else because I was you like, You just oh, put my. all like eggs in one basket. Uh-huh. Like this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And I was so confident in it. And you know, like in life, you have you have to have those humbling moments. And that was like my first humbling moment where I'm like, okay, maybe I don't know anything. Maybe I have to prepare outside of what I know. Yeah. And... Yeah, man. So um, that happened, and you know, I was like bedridden for three and a half, four months. Just, just getting in your head about Bro. like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Exactly. And I had no answers, right? And then um, I kind of just forced my way into college. I went to CSUN and didn't finish there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. while I was at CSUN, the I- CSUN prep, like yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. 
goes to seaside yeah. <laughs> and then like some exactly or like a community college the same right. shit where you get stuck in for like seven years and shit yeah, and like in and like, out what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah but then um my friend my friend um he had like a little logitech set up he was like dude why don't you rap with me let's let's create a little rap group and this was um probably like senior year in high school and then so we just started doing it for fun and then and then um, I got introduced to like Ben and Mike yeah. through like other mutual friends. I mean, I've known them, but they were rapping, and um, I was like, "Hey, we we can do this together." Yeah, right? it was the Million Dollar Babies. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was the Million Dollar Babies right there. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Mike B, who is still making music with mm-hmm. McKenna. Mm-hmm. He he is the lead vocalist in McKenna. Uh, shout out to Ben who does um stuff with the LA Football Club and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was a that was the roots. And so you got into that, and then I, cause I I feel like you know we had a long couple of years where we kind of didn't talk and we we weren't like keeping up with what was going on. But right. you were going, you started kind of going heavier into the production and engineering, engineering side. Yeah. So I disappeared for a, a while because after CSUN I went to Musicians Institute and um. The first thing I took, the first program I took was like the uh, independent artist program because I, I still thought maybe I can rap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I took that, and then that's when I kind of got interested in engineering because yeah. you you learn logic, you learn how to record yourself, uh, you learn how to produce. So it was still for like the skill trait was for you to be able to do your own music stuff. It uh-huh. wasn't necessarily like I'm going to go and track people and yeah, like yeah, engineer. Yeah. yeah. So it was still like, okay, let me just learn these skill sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that it kind of piqued my interest and like I got really locked into it. Um, I was in the same class as Banana. <laughs> Big oh Banana. wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. And he, you don't know, but he he could sing. Oh he word! Sing. Okay, bro, he he got pipes. Yeah, bro. yeah. He so, does have a really good understanding of like notes and shit. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. he's tracking people too. So, and uh, at that time, he already he was already a couple of years in the game, and then he he became like my producer, and I was like rapping and like we were yeah. making records. But then I was like, I bet hey, let me get in there and and. And I would be tweaking and, and editing like, and he's like, dude, it doesn't matter. You know, like, yeah, that's that. It's all good. It sounds good. And I'm like, no, no, no. I have to make the sound. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. You, so you, you've heard more tedious things that yeah, you want yeah, to get yeah. into. And, and that's when I realized, like, I've always been a person that um, pay attention to detail. I was like really focused on detail. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that kind of leapfrogged me into um, being interested in engineering because before then i didn't even know what engineering was you don't they don't they don't show that at job fairs and shit you know what i'm saying like engineers aren't really um publicized they're not the heroes yeah it's like that was right when producers started becoming like the face of music it's like oh producers producers are important too but until like even now engineers are kind of like behind the scenes well let me ask you this because you're talking about how uh, you were always de- always detail oriented, and knowing like to be a recording engineer requires uh-huh. a lot of patience right. and also nitpicking and detail oriented things. Like, were you already built for that, or is that something you had to even work up to even more? Like that kind of being patient, the tediousness, the detailness. Like when uh-huh. you got in, it was it already like okay, this is perfect for me, or was it something you had to even get even crazier in far as it, the, being patient in it? You know, I think I think. I was built for it, but then my other experiences in life uh, helped me become more patient. And then, like, everything around my life was helped, like, molding me to be a better engineer without me even knowing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to be super impatient. I used to be a hothead. Yeah. I used to get into a lot of fights and things like that. And, like, you know, getting injured, playing football, uh, uh, not finding a job for a long time, you know, being a runner and and being bottom of the barrel kind of guy right. for a long time, it, it taught me a lot of patience and a lot yeah. of. Uh, uh, that was humbling too, right? Super, super yeah, yeah. humbling. Because it's like I used to be the guy like 
Like someone look at me wrong at a restaurant, I'll go beat them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then, yeah. And now I got dudes disrespecting me. Well, yeah. Like, hey, you're go also get this food. Go pick this trash up. And I, I got to Well, you're dealing with rappers too? Uh, oh, my God, bro. Right. If I had to deal with like fucking 20 of me's every week. <laughs> nah, but uh, so you you graduated MI, mm -hmm. Music Institute, with uh, what degree? With the engineering. Engineering yeah, degree. Yeah, yeah. So after that independent recording artist program, I went into the engineering program. Okay. Because I was like, uh, I don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah. I didn't really see a future in it. But then I got into the engineering and it was like, oh. it made sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That so was the first time. What's the process afterwards? Like, is it internships or how does that work? Yeah. Like, so what does life look like after you graduate, <laughs> you know, engineering they make school? It, they make it sound like it's all. You know, Lit, like, uh, yeah, like oh, opportunity we're gonna get you, is gonna. We're gonna get you an internship at a top studio and blah right. blah blah, right? And like, I did get an internship at a um at a small studio, and it kind of ended when the credits were up. And it's like, okay, we don't need you oh, anymore because now we gotta start paying you, and we don't really want to pay nobody. Oh, okay. So I started applying. Like after that, I started applying to Chalice. Like right when I right when I um, graduated school, and I graduated number one in my class, yeah. so I was like, I'm oh, lit. Yeah, I'm I'm going somewhere with this, right? And then for two years, bro, I couldn't get a job. Oh wow! So for two years, I was like, and to be honest, I was only applying to Chalice because that's the only place I wanted to be. So at. Chalice, for all the people listening, is one of the top studios in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Like any musician who comes in through this town, like that's one of the the top yeah, ones yeah. they could come to, right? Yep. Yeah. So you got like, you know, Record Plant, Westlake, Conway, yeah. Yeah. Paramount, Chalice. But you wanted to specifically work at Chalice. Yeah, yeah. Cause, okay. Because I went, I went there one time just to, just to apply, right? Just to apply in person. And I was like, dude, this place is lit. Like, I, I couldn't get my mind You off saw the it. specific, like, records on the wall. Yeah. Like, stuff that's been recorded there. Well, I'll be on their website, like, every day. Yeah. Like, see what artists went there. And I'm like, fuck. I want to yeah. work with this artist and you know um i did that for two years and and that was like my that was another really humbling moment in my life because like i graduated top of my class i was i was um i'm a high horse kind of and i couldn't find a job and it was like fuck again yeah like i told everyone i could do it i'm doing it and then and then there's no there's no payout so uh after two years i finally got an internship well an interview that led to an internship at, at chalice at Chalice. And what's so, that? What's the position like? Go, go into detail what the position is. Basically, I had the day shift, 9 to 6. 9 a.m., you get in, you clock in, you uh, start by sweeping the parking lot for cigarette butts and candy wrappers and yeah. shit from the night before. Like Blunt. nothing music related. Yeah. Nothing yeah. music. Yeah. You can't even get in the studio until you're like a, until you're a runner. And that's shown like capabilities. You can't go like, into the the room. No, no. Yeah, so it's like you're in the kitchen, the parking yeah, yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, kitchen, parking yeah, yeah. lot, taking out trash, picking up food orders, right? And and that was my life. Six months for free, and then I got a part time um, runner position, and I was like working maybe twenty hours a week as a runner, which is just a paid intern. And at that time, it was like $9, $9 an hour. So I'm, I'm not taking home anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then even when I was a full-time runner, uh, I did that for four years. You're not really in the studios. But then the second you clock out, they let you, uh, like, use the rooms, whatever's available. Right. I remember that. Yeah, I, we, yeah. We've done a few sessions. sessions like that. Like, as a runner, you know, you also you take the food orders and stuff, yeah. right, for the, for the artists. Exactly. Uh, is, there, is there any annoying things you recall from that experience? Man, there's a there's a lot, bro. There be there be artists that would want a lemonade from Jones on Third, but then food from <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. Hanna's. right? But rice, but they want specifically rice from a different restaurant, and you're just like, this is like all out of the way but and then you come back and they're like why'd you take so long oh my, my food's God. cold it's yeah. just like what's a strange what's a strange one of the strangest orders or like a repetitive thing that an artist always gets like that you've you've experienced um 
Man. <laughs> is there like a certain artist that's like this fool always wants the fish fillet like you know what i mean like every session he has to get a fish fillet at that time kid cuddy would always get like the uh the butter cake from mastro's butter cake from mastro's yeah, just the cake wow but, and it had ice cream on top so you had to fucking uh, like blast you but know it's what something like, that he always like that's his shit yeah 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 i don't know about now but they're uh there were definitely things that stuck where, yeah. where you knew exactly uh, what this person wants and what they don't want in their in their sandwich. and Right. You know what I mean? Because they'll order the same thing every day. And eventually, um, that's kind of how you catch their attention because, like, they start ordering something and then you finish their order for them. Yeah. They're just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Like, what do you do? You know what I mean? So you want it to be efficient always. Bro, I want it to be the best. Buttercake Masters. <laughs> Cuddy, I got yeah, you. Buttercake exactly, Masters. Exactly. You good. I'll be like, what time do you want your cake? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I always found rappers and musicians to be very picky with food. Oh, yeah. And always strange with the orders. Oh, like, yeah. sometimes not even necessarily the picky doesn't necessarily mean even the best taste in food. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you want yeah, that? yeah. Like some rappers will have will want like wings extra extra well done like no pink in the <laughs> yeah, chicken whatsoever yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying and you bring it back it's like right okay, yeah, right okay. right 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 okay so you were doing you were doing this for uh, how long you said four years four years yeah God so damn. so when I disappeared that that's when I disappeared that was the dudes being paid yeah you know you're not in the scene. No one in K-Town is seeing you out on a night because yeah. you got odd hours, you know, and the few hours you have available where you have this access to this crazy amount of equipment. Yeah. It's like, this is the only chance I have. Like, I can record people. I can get people on my own beats, right. you know. I can see what certain buttons do that and no, yeah. you know. So, like, and during that period of time, bro, no joke, I would go to work on Monday morning and come home on Friday. Yeah. Because we had keys to the spot. You know, there were couches we could knock out, yeah. wake up at 8 a.m., right. wash up, clock in, repeat. I did that for, like, four years, and I, I went ghost because, like, first of all, I couldn't afford doing anything that other people were doing. Yeah. Right? It was... it was The pay is, like, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Bro, I remember, like, going to, to like, homies' birthday uh, dinners and having to eat, like, a hot dog before I go because they're going to, like, some expensive-ass restaurant and yeah. being, like... Oh, I already ate. You know, I ate with my family right. or some shit like that. So, like, you know, that 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 definitely humbled me also. For sure. Like, it, it taught me that, um, you know, this grind, if it does work out, I'm going to really be grateful. And That's a crazy journey, though, going from, like, two uh, – how long is recording school? Like, two years? Mm -hmm. Two years and then immediately going into not music-related yeah. shit for four years. For four years. Like – that's the dues being paid, right? Yeah. I mean, that's heavy dues too, man. Um, so when does at at that point after the four years of that? So when does the transition start happening? You know, where you get like yep. you can actually start being a paid engineer because you're not a paid engineer yet, right? Yeah. You're like the level below under the engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a it goes from runner to assistant engineer to engineers, right? Oh shit! So the first so, step is so there's <laughs> yeah. another step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, you're waiting for one of the assistants to either fuck up or get sick or take a vacation. Oh, to take Cause, his spot. Because yeah. there's like three rooms, main rooms, and then there's three assistant engineers slash engineers. If those guys are there for every single session, we're not we're not getting in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless they fuck up or, or they're not there. So my first, my first break was um, one of the assistants, he was sick and... Um, they asked if I can step up and do the session, and I was like, "Bro, I've I've been putting in time, right? I'm in the studio more than anybody, including the engineers and assistants." Yeah. So, I I stepped in, I killed it, um, and then the client started requesting me. And it was kind of it was kind of a weird place because the dude came back and it was like, "Why why is this runner on my job? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Why is he getting all my sessions? Well, they're they're asking for him, so they, there's not much you can do about it." And then the next step up, one of the engineers, he went uh, to Europe for a month. Yeah. During that month, I got all his sessions, right? My yeah. first session was like Jamie Foxx. I worked with J John Legend. Yeah. And they first were just, month. they were all getting used to you yeah, too. Were, yeah. And I was, and I was doing my shit. So, uh, when he came back, it was like, 
you can't that's the thing so yeah. it's it's tough if you take a step if you take a leave of absence or whatever and mm-hmm. someone gets used to a new person working like yeah you might want to continue working with that person. Exactly. Is that, is that kind of what happened? Or what? Yeah. And that's why I'm so scared of of missing work now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? There's somebody, happen to exactly. somebody. I've done it to somebody. Right. So it's like I know somebody hungry behind, wow. is behind me. You know? And anytime I'm not working, somebody else is working. Yeah. yeah. Especially in that industry. That's kind of interesting. Like, yeah, man. Just to be slipping for two, three weeks. And oh, it's, it's a wrap. It's, it's scary because like if I'm working on... If I'm working on something for that week and I have to turn down the project, right? And then that project goes fucking crazy. So has it just been nonstop? Like there hasn't been a really like long vacation in a while. And during this process too, by the way, you got married and uh, there's a lot of these like life things that happens. I feel like this lifestyle of a recording engineer is very difficult to balance a normal hour kind of lifestyle yeah i mean you gotta have somebody that's like that's busy first of all yeah and connie's like just as busy and she she's always looking for like shit to do right um so like i got i got lucky you know and she's really understanding of my struggle and my my hustle during that time yeah because we met when i i was like on the come up i still had nothing and i was working towards a goal and, and she had faith in me yeah to see that i can see it through you still have these crazy hours and Mm -hmm. she's and she wasn't tripping or nothing like i mean there were times where where she'd be like oh you know this is this is this might be too much but right right but we worked through it and she ultimately she showed me faith it's it's not easy to handle for any any partner no way you know what i'm saying it really is sometimes you it's not it, it it you might just say, oh, try to balance it out. No, literally, sometimes you just have to be an asshole and not be there. Right. Like, you just can't. It's just, it's hard to balance both. Like, right. how, how are you going to do that? You know, it's important to you as much yeah. as your girl is, too, you know? Yeah. Um. So, you're doing the assistant engineer thing, and you're, like, taking over shifts that are available. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, what's the next big accolade? Like, that happens. Um. I, I would, wait, actually, like, was that around the time maybe you got your first accolade, like, with, like, engineering for a grammy winning uh record yeah or what? so when i when i when i worked on to pip a butterfly yeah that's when i was like halfway assisting and halfway engineering so when the client comes in they already have an engineer i'm i'm assisting yeah but if they don't and they need an engineer then i'm engineering yeah right in that particular uh session it was like a whole week-long session terrace martin was kind of conducting it terrace martin Soundwave, kamasi washington all the all the uh, the musical guys yep. that worked on the project um they were recording like the jazz elements for the song or uh, for the album the string sections the horns all the the little uh you know the the sprinkles on top and um uh, me and uh the homie thomas who still engineers at chalice like we got to engineer for that session and it was like That's a, tight. it was a big job because it would be like a 20 mic setup. Yeah, it's a lot you know of layers. I mean? It's yeah, horns. Yeah. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly had so many elements and layers. Yeah. But just to give kind of like all the listeners and viewers kind of an idea of what he's kind of talking about too is about like just being in the room. Yeah. You know, like you got to more you're in the room, the more you have a chance of being in the presence of a record that's being made. Right. That's going to be a classic or going to be a Grammy winning yeah. record or album. And you happened to be in there working on this album, To Pimp a yep. Butterfly. Yep. Um, and that was your first Grammy uh, yeah. uh, credit. Yeah, yeah. How'd that feel? That was like... That was... It was crazy, I remember man. you posting that. Where I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And then we, like, we're in the group chat with my other homies, like, sharing. I'm like, yo, you're not young and <laughs> Like, what the fuck? When did this shit happen? Like, it, it really did feel kind of... You know, we know you've been engineering stuff, but it was kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, shit. Like, when did this happen yeah. out of nowhere? You know what I'm saying? And then from there, it just kept going. But, yeah. It, it felt like it felt gratifying because I know how much time I put in. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, and there's so many times I wanted to quit. And there's so many times I wanted to just fucking walk away from that shit. Yeah. That it finally felt like it, it like validated. Like, okay, everything I did. And, like, the greatest moment when I, when, when I took that to my pops. Right. You know what I mean? Like, more than what I felt about it, like, taking it to my pops and being like, yo. Yeah. You know, I told you. 
I told you I would I would make you proud. Hey, does he know the Gra- Does he know about the Grammys or what? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Of course. <laughs> that, hey, Actually, I think yeah, my dad would probably know about the Grammys. That's yeah. the one thing, bro. Like in in our Asian community, in, in the Korean community, there's so many doctors and lawyers, yeah. and, and that's what the parents are proud of, right? Right. But then you, if, if your son brings home a Grammy, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. none of that means shit. You're like you brought yeah. something that that they. That right. nobody else could have done. That's true. That's something so, that yeah, a doctor lawyer can't do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like in a way, it, it it felt good to make my parents proud in a way that that they never expected to right. feel proud. Right. Because yeah. because it's it is hard in general. Like that is the accolade to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. in this field. Yeah. As a recording engineer, right? right. I mean. You know, to be fair, like none of us really need any of those accolades because we love making music. Exactly. That that that's a great pride in it, but it does bug you a little bit when you have. It's hard to show your parents shit. Yeah. I always found that to be something that bugged me a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah, always yeah. like, of course, I can be like money. I got like I'm making mad money. Uh-huh. I could show that, but like you want something like uh, you know just like something like something. Yeah. yeah like this little trophy thing. Yeah. 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 And that is one thing that always kind of bugged me is like, how do I measure that? Mm. You know, and I don't, I shouldn't feel like I have to, of but course, you know, we have our things, yeah. where we have our different relationships with yeah, our parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you felt like that was like a thing that did you feel like almost like this burden off your back about Bro, like your parents kind of worrying about you or thinking that you weren't sure, doing shit like for sure because like even even if they support me, it's like okay, uh, they're supporting me because they're my parents, right? I don't know if they truly believe in me, yeah, but then that that proved to them that like hey all all your uh all the love and support that you showed me wasn't for nothing yeah you know what i'm saying and i wanted to i wanted to at least like give them that before we go into some of these other like um like albums and records you've worked on um mm-hmm. wait hold on let me actually talk to this chat real quick um if you guys have any questions throw inside here too we'll collect these questions um uh, what do we got? Some of these uh, questions. Uh, the, the Grammy nominee. This dude grinds twenty four seven. Is one of our up comments. <laughs> <laughs> he really does, man. He's a, he's a humble dude. Uh, go, go up real quick, Alex. Let me see. Um, please throw your comments uh, and questions in here. We could we could take calls at the end of this pod too, if you guys want to ask your question in person. Um, what was your favorite artist to work with? Let's let's do that at the Ooh. end. Let's go and do a little bit. But Jeez. one thing I was gonna say about your parents too. Um, having these Korean parents mm-hmm. and recently, n- not recently, over the years, you've been working with a lot of Korean artists too. Mm-hmm. Does that give you any points like with oh, the parents? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cause you know how Korean artists, when you, when you work on their project, they send you like their signed album, right? right? That's like a, yeah, that's yeah. like a thing. And, and I've been collecting them, right? Like bro, JK signed me, like sent me hella album signed Tasha, yeah. Like uh, I I just worked with Itzy. Yeah. Um, they sent me some shit. Yeah. All like, the all the uh, rappers uh, you work with now too in, yeah. in Korea. Um, that you know I did notice they are really good with that. They do not good. forget anybody who worked on your album. Right. They will send you a signed album. Right. Right. And a whole personalized a personal message. message. It's yeah. like a very traditional Korean thing I love where it. it's like a inside or like a gratitude. Right. Package thing. It's very yeah. sweet, actually. Shit, in America, sometimes <laughs> you're left off the whole album. It's right, like, right, 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 right. Mama gonna do you dirty. <laughs> yeah, man. Is there is there times you've, you've been done like that or what? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, on a Grammy nominated project. Oh too. wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get Damn. credit. Damn. I'm like, yo, and then like they'll they'll fix it after. Oh, and, like you fun. bring it up, but it's like not on the album. Yeah, like on like title, you'll right, you'll pop and it up, still but... don't even hit the same after the exactly. fact. You gotta ask for it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's like, fucked, bro. Yeah, but I try not to. I try not not yeah, to yeah, let yeah, it bother yeah. me. I mean, like, yeah, you haven't. You know, you, you've gone this far. Cats, like you know, it's it's tough because yeah. you're in a like we're in a place that you don't want to. There's there's a element of like yes, you, you deserve the credit you do, but there mm-hmm. is a big game we play in this yeah. too, and we have to operate accordingly because yep. motherfuckers don't want to work with people who are extra about it, too early, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. like too early trying to act all crazy. Sometimes you gotta take an L from yeah. an OG. You For gotta sure. take an L. Like For I think sure. I always tell this to young motherfuckers, uh-huh. dude. You got to be willing to take L's sometimes yeah. because there's hierarchies, there's OGs in this game. Yep. And some people start acting rock starish way too early. Especially now. 
Yeah. Especially now. Everybody's really entitled to everything. True. Like, True. They all want their credit. And it's like people that even that didn't even work on something, they try to get credit for it, you know? And here's the thing. Sometimes the OGs you work with or somebody with a higher status, their mindset is kind of like, yo, just just take this L right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll come, but right now, just take the L. Yeah. They won't even... Say, I'm not saying they even say it. It's just like, they just show it. For sure. <laughs> but you got to kind of play that game. And yeah, sometimes man. they fuck with you even more when you're willing to do that. Right. Because it's a team effort, you yeah. know? This thing is a team effort. Yeah. If um, you stay down and... and exactly. Loyalty. Yep. They want to see all those other elements of, like, loyalty. Exactly. Um, let me ask you. So, okay, let's just continue down the timeline to Pimp a Butterfly first grammy joint mm -hmm. um like what so how doesn't is the next step like meeting hip boy like how when or was that already kind of in the works i think i don't know exactly when that happened but then it it happened at chalice um at that time when i met hip boy for the first time i was still a runner yeah like on the verge of becoming a uh, assistant engineer okay and then uh he was in one of the studios and um how how we came about was I, I went on a Chick-fil-A run for, for him and in his studio. Yeah. And basically this no cap, this was the fastest Chick-fil-A run of all time, bro. <laughs> like literally fifteen minutes from from order yeah, to yeah. delivery. You know what the, I'm saying? Is it the Hollywood joint? The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and you know, I, I took it I, I really I really admired Hit Boy before that. You know, and yeah. I was like, I I'm gonna work with you one day. I told him that before I went on this run. So now I have extra motivation. I went on this run, came back 15 minutes, and then basically was like, "Damn, like you're you're back." Yeah, I didn't even know you left. Yeah, you know, because you know, run runners are usually notorious for taking their sweet ass time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that that caused his uh, manager at the time to ask me what I do. Uh, I told him my engineer. He took down my number, and then it wasn't until like a year maybe uh, later. Yeah, well, they hit me up. Um, they were kind of not satisfied with what their guy hit me up i went i pulled up to his uh crib and he has a studio at, at his crib his <laughs> engineer at the time was in the room yeah. i didn't know but but he told me to step up and and i engineered that whole session i was talking shit about yeah. <laughs> how the session was but he was in the room and and then from there they just kept hitting me up um at that time you know uh dj khaled was constantly hitting me, um, Keisha Cole, and then Hit Boy. So at this whole time, I was working at Chalice, but you know, Keisha Cole, DJ Khaled, and Hit Boy, they were they were like, uh, I was freelancing for them, and uh, there was a lot of scheduling schedules, uh, schedule conflicts because I'm like, Chalice is my first priority, yeah, and I have to go do any session that they ask me to do, and then it got to a point where there were so many conflicts where he was like, Hey, what's it gonna take for me to get you full time yeah and i told him like hey if you give me a salary because for an engineer salary is like ah, right dude, we don't we, we don't get that yeah you know so i gave him a number he agreed to it that's when i left chalice and it was kind of like it was so hard to leave right yeah Cause chalice is every day you're working with the big artists different artists right that this is another challenge in lo loyalty yeah Right. It's like you when you get on board a salary as an artist, like, you know, like Anderson has his boy, mm -hmm. Travis has his boy, yep. you know, like all these dudes have their main engineer and you're engineering for any session that he wants to mm -hmm. do. You exactly. Know? But I mean, it boy is like, that's a good one to engineer for yeah. because you're still going to get a lot of artists. Yeah. There, Hell you know? yeah. So, Hell yeah. And like shit, I, he's my he's my favorite producer of all yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It, as hard as it was, it was pretty. It was it was a no brainer for me. Yeah. If I was gonna leave with someone, it was him. Right. I mean, you know? it, I mean, his run, like his accolades at such a young age, is is crazy. At right. that at that point already, yeah. You know, he had like to watch the throne Paris, Mercy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was a hell of a run right he went there. Great. Flawless, all the Rihanna yeah. joints. Yeah. Yeah, he went crazy. Uh -huh. So you know that that was that's not a bad decision. Right. Know? Right. Um, so you're doing sessions with him mm -hmm. uh, at that point, just full time from Chalice to this transition in which it was all events of just like 
just putting in your dues and meeting somebody yep. and that opportunity you're ready for the opportunity yeah we always you know we always hear that saying that success is when opportunity and preparation meet yep and that is the realest shit ever the realest dude. shit i've had so many opportunities that i wasn't ready for exactly you know people want opportunities all day even when they're not ready bro yeah I'm like, yo, bro, it doesn't work like that. I'm telling you. And that's you right when now. they say, oh, you're so lucky. It's like, yo, you, you've probably been lucky too. You just weren't ready. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? 100%. That, that's, that happens all the time. Cats mm-hmm. don't realize. It's like, I have so many people hitting me up about, like, you know, 16, 17 year olds DMing me every day about, like, how, you know, I, I need a manager. Or I need. Th- I'm like, you don't. You don't need a fucking manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, there's I, no uh, reason a 16 year old need a manager right, right now. Right, right. For real. I like, get the same shit, man. They're like, man, I think it's too late. I'm already 22. I'm like, bro, my. Cr- I went to school at 24. Yeah. I graduated at 24. What Look, are you talking about? Unless you are a prodigy musician at yeah. like eight years old, and put in work since eight years old exactly. to like 15, maybe you need a manager. Yeah. But I don't care how it's like what status you're like in the record label and somebody, even a manager, when they see like a talented 15, 16 year old, I'm like, I feel bad. Low key. Right. I feel bad for the kid because I'm like, you know, I'm not even giving this for to get a voice yeah, to like develop as a voice, you know, exactly. it's 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 insane, bro. Yeah. But I mean, you definitely paid your dues. And I always say that about even Anderson, like he's a he's an artist who's in his 30s. You know, he didn't blow up until he hit like 30, yeah, exactly. like 29 or something, you know. And yeah. like that was I, I always say that people don't take that element out. Besides the fact that he's very talented, people forget about that element, too. Bro. He knew like he's in one of the best positions because he knew how to navigate mm-hmm. as an artist and as a grown up. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like motherfuckers make terrible mistakes when they're young, dude. And he put in the time, bro. Like, I remember I remember having sessions with him when I was a runner and shit. And he was like, oh, this is my third session of the day. I'm going to do this and then go to another session. I'm like, damn. Bro, bro." how incredible was it? Just anybody who's encountered him at those hungry moments, he just pull up and, like, blow away everybody. Like, god damn, bro. Everybody. It's like, wait, how aren't you already signed? How aren't you already blown up? Yeah. I mean, that was the groundwork that he had to have. Bro, any feature that dude would do is just like, to make you feel like shit. <laughs> like, didn't you engineer uh, the joint for him and McKenna? Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with Mike, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, with Mike. Yeah, mm-hmm. just Mike. And that hook is stupid. Yeah. Too, still, like I still love that shit. Oh, Dreaming man. out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fire. Crazy. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Let's go back to the. Uh, I mean, just talking about Hip Boy, man. You've been with Hip Boy how many years now? Like we're going on like four, four years, four years now. Four years and in those years, like what what are some of some uh, significant projects, like or you know records you worked on? Um, I did the I mixed the whole Nas project. I got to be a part of the Big Sean album. Yeah, uh, the Benny the Butcher. He's dropping this Friday. I got to that's mix, gonna be hard. I got to mix eight on there. Wow, Young Guru mixed four. Wow, <laughs> so I'm like, so are got, you like in the studio with Young Guru mixing? Oh uh, no, no, he does his st- yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I met him and we chopped it up and stuff. But he yeah. did his stuff at his wherever studio he mixed at. Um, what else have we done? Uh, Nipsey, Rex in the middle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Roddy Rich, Nipsey. That was I mean, huge yeah. record. That was crazy. Uh, we worked on that T Grizzly album. Um, what else? What what do you think is the biggest record you've done? Would you say Rex in the Middle? I'd say Rex yeah, in the yeah, Middle yeah. for sure. That yeah. that record was yeah, huge. Yeah. And and you have like a legendary feature on there, yeah. like Nipsey, like just right when everything kind of happened to. Right. So it, it it makes it extra special. I feel yeah, like yeah, man. And th- th- that's the most impactful record that I've that I've worked on for sure. Just because yeah. like meeting Nipsey, and that was the first time I actually asked the artist after recording the song, like, hey, do you do you mind letting me mix the song? Cause you know he. Oh, he you, usually you asked. I asked him. Okay. Yeah. So we we wrapped up and and it was sounding crazy and I did the rough mix and, and he was feeling it. So I was like, hey, you know, like, can I get can I get the first shot at, at mixing this record? I know you usually go to so and so, but but if if you don't like my mix, like I won't. But that's you. not like that's not even standard, right? A lot of engineers just Hell don't no. wouldn't do that exactly. unless you're asked to do it. Exactly. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and as a recording engineer, it's hard to break into the mixing. It's like right. it takes something like that, right, 
to to break into the mixing a part of it because people don't just start trusting you yeah. for no reason with no credits and shit. What got you know into what I mean? like what got into you to just like kind of ask them though, like, bro, just. Was it natural? I, I were you nervous song, about it, so, or you were was, just feeling it? You're just like I was for sure nervous, yeah, yeah. but it was like a nervous confidence. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I was nervous, but then I I kind of trusted that he would yeah. accept my. You were uh, hyped. You were kind of hyped too, or you were probably like, yeah. yo, let me let me mix this. Yeah, one, yeah, you know, yeah, that kind of feeling. You it know? helped me like it helped me realize that fear isn't really it's fear is all made up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I try to preach that fear is now like a direction for me mm. like when you feel scared that means you're doing something right that means you're on the brink of yeah a breakthrough for sure you know what i'm saying breaking out of those comfort exactly. zones i i i know how to be stuck in a comfort zone yeah. and also how to break out of mm -hmm. those comfort zones and yeah. it's it, it it's scary but you look at it like why am i scared you like if you look at it from the outside you're yeah. like why am i scared it's in so retrospect weird. it's like bro that's all of my big, all of the big events in my life happened from getting through fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? From facing fear and then overcoming fear. Right. And like actually doing something that I wouldn't normally do, you know, because like everybody wants to do more and be, be something that they aren't right now. But it's like, how are you going to do that if you keep doing the same shit? Yeah. Um, and ask your questions right now in the chat. We'll get to the questions. Someone uh, commented on that Wayne verse on Timeless. And I know that was another goat status yeah. right there um so what are some artists that you would want to work with that you haven't yet i get this question a lot and it's really hard to answer because yeah. like they're starting to trickle in already kind of yeah, right? yeah yeah i feel like i'm so grateful for the for the projects that i've done um that like i'd stop wishing for for stuff and it's kind of like i just I just keep my head down and work hard and whatever yeah. comes yeah I, I take it with the grain of salt um is, is was the recent ones pretty like wild for you like nas, nas was nuts. yeah nas was nuts yeah. because that felt he felt untouchable yeah. like he felt like i couldn't reach him because like he i revered him growing up you know what i'm saying right. like he got me through some of the hard my hardest times as a kid yeah you know before i knew what my emotions were yeah, yeah and shit yeah. i'm just listening to the one mic crying my right, ass right, off right. like <laughs> for no reason yeah yeah yeah. things like that and like he he just kind of felt like if you had asked me do you want to work with nas i'd be like i mean i don't think i will but i of course you know yeah, but yeah, yeah so when that did happen it was like that was the first time I was nervous in a long, long time. Right. And to be honest, the first time I ever recorded Nas, probably like four years ago, that was the only time I ever got like shakes in the studio while recording somebody. Right. Yeah. I recorded him for like a Rick Ross album and I was literally like shaking while I was recording him and I've never felt that before. I mean, one thing also about like engineering for all the cats listening um i know for me too as an artist on the other end of that like you want to engineer who's like fast mm -hmm. and i talked to uh our, our boy sunny and was like mm -hmm. he was saying he was you're the fastest dude he's ever seen <laughs> yeah yeah i mean are, would you say you're pretty up there on the, the yeah, fast yeah, level yeah. that's that's the one i i guess that's the one thing i'll really take pride in it's yeah. like my speed when i when i record and, and when i mix because like you know, time is money. The more, the faster you are, the more you can do. It's so and it's, it's just a weird thing where when you're recording and you know, you're like, okay, let me get that again. You just want it quick. You yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. like one millisecond of where you feel like you're waiting. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> like every time I do that, I ha that's one expectation I have. Yeah. I'm like, yo, let me get that again. And if it I, I, if I have to be like, yo, like what's going on? Yeah. And sometimes you'll say that even it's not even that much time, but right, right, you right, want right. it like right when you say it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's because you have this creative flow and, and you want, you know exactly what you want to say. Yeah. And if you, if you make a mistake, you want, you want to get it out before it's gone. It's almost you know like saying? you want the engineer to even kind of be on the same page as mm -hmm. you where you want them to almost predict oh, yeah. like what you're going to do. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you get that, then you're like, bro. you got the real no, there's, the money, There's bro. definitely some sessions, bro, where, where you just feel synergy and you're just locked in. Yeah. Like you do fucking five songs in 30 minutes type shit. And yeah. It's like, like there's guys that help me, help me, help push me to get to that. 
because uh, a lot of rappers nowadays they record one bar at a time. Yeah, you know, like Future, uh, Thug, uh, uh, Travis, yeah, yeah, Roddy like, Rich, those guys. A lot of the Southern yeah. style, you know, like I, Three Six was always doing mm-hmm. that, and I got put onto that a lot, and I actually started recording like that too. Um, and then like I, I always now I switch it up, but there was a I had a period where I was doing that uh-huh. for a while. Yeah. yeah, it helps you just be more a little uh, a little bit more like carefree, right? For sure, it's more loose, like, more yeah, loose. It's and, just more fun. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously dudes who are beasts at that. Yeah. Like young it, Thug is like one of those dudes, Nuts. you know, insane. Like I definitely feel loose like that, but I don't feel like I come up with the best like intricate lyrics. Yeah, you know, when I do that, that's surprising to me because you know sometimes. When you're freestyling, I'm like, yeah, I know. Whoa, that's always been a huge. What the fuck? It's always been a huge problem yeah. for me because I've always, when I growing up, I was always sick at freestyling. Mm-hmm. I always had very intricate freestyles. I couldn't do it in the booth, like, mm-hmm. and then when I try to do line by line, I still kind of like it doesn't it doesn't yeah, flow yeah. the same way. Right. Like I, I, I think freestyling there's not much pressure. Mm. You know, when you put something on record, you're like, yeah, damn, you yeah, got to yeah, think yeah. about this shit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, let me ask you, like, far as environments and studios, like, what's the environment like in most Hit Boy, like, the sessions you guys are in? Is it pretty chill, like, super, party situations? Super chill, man. It's, like, he, he kind of tries to limit the amount of people. Yeah. Like, I become, I think I become a, a little bit more reclusive. Yeah. Um, You know how I used to be super outgoing and yeah, I, yeah. I love crowds and things like that? But now I'm like, man, I don't. I don't want to be around too many people right. because I feel their energies. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I become very sensitive to other people's energies, and then, like, the amount of energy I lose trying to, trying to match their energy, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I, I let him know that, and, and he kind of keeps it, keeps it under wraps. Yeah. Um So he usually has like, if an artist is coming, they usually come alone or or, yeah. or with like a small posse. But occasionally you still get like the like the Chicago rappers that come with like ten dudes all strapped <laughs> up and shit. God damn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but these days I, you know, I have my room right next to Hit Boy's room yeah. at Chalice. So um, a lot of the times I'm in my room, and a lot of the recording duties, like he learned to record himself, and and like he kind of just records the artists, unless they're a particular artist. Like right. if they're like a um, like R&B vocalist that needs special attention or, right. or if it's like a, a really fast a guy like a Roddy or something, he'll, he'll hit me up to come back in the room and then, you know, we'll work like that. But usually we're just, who's the most like incredible artists you've seen far as like how they work in the studio, like the most efficient. Oh, Hmm. I'd say fucking juice world, juice world, juice world's crazy. He really? was crazy. Really? Like what, what made it so efficient? <clears throat> Cause he'll literally come in he'll hear a beat for like 10 seconds, load it up. You'll load it up and he'll mumble for maybe like a minute. Yeah. And then he'll lay down a whole song freestyle, including right. hooks. Oh, like wow. he'll literally freestyle the eight bar hook and then go in freestyle into a verse drop a 16 and, yeah. then dr- and then recite the hook again. Right. Like he already has it memorized. Like, like what the fuck? Right. Like he's the type of person to do like 10 songs in an hour. Wow. Yeah. Like Jesus one, one Christ. take, one take whole song and then one take ad libs. He's like next beat. Damn. <laughs> and and then like, they're, they're all like pretty decent. Yeah. Holy Bro, shit. He, no, he really saying some shit. Like a lot of his songs that are out, they're all freestyles. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Any other like artists that you thought were pretty incredible? I think Roddy's Roddy's Rod, pretty yeah, up there. Yeah, I could there. see that. Roddy's crazy. Uh Benny, Benny just got bars, but right. like he'll take his he's like a conventional he's like a yeah. New York rapper. You know, he'll he'll sit there and and listen to the beat on loop for like an hour or two and yeah. and really write to the shit. Right, right, um, bars, bars. I mean, it's, yeah. to be honest, if you really want to write bars, bars, you have to do that. <laughs> right, right. That's the difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. Melodic rappers and, like, a bars guy. Exactly. You know? You're not coming up with un- triple entendre nah, on nah. the fly. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible, man. Right. Like, just kind of, that's exciting just being there and kind of seeing the processes of some Bro, greats, I, right? That's I love part that. of the perks of it. Yeah. 
that's I think that was the greatest thing, like being um, being an assistant engineer, being being in the back of the room, because as an assistant engineer, you're not really doing much. You're just kind of there for when the assistant or the, the engineer needs you. Yeah. Like, hey, can you turn this up a little bit? Hey, can you uh, go get this person some tea or can you uh, adjust this microphone? Yeah. But otherwise, you're just sitting in the back of the room. Right. So I've been in I've been in assistant sessions with like. Timberland, fucking Pharrell, right? Um, like all the Andre three thousand, like yeah. Ariana, all these really big artists, and I see, I saw their workflows. Yeah, and I learned like, hey, this is one way to do it. So I kind of adopted it into uh, my workflow. And the next time I had like a vocalist, I can distinguish like, okay, maybe I can use like Ariana's workflow and that'll work for her. Yeah, or like. Oh, Mary J. Blige's workflow and that'll work for her. And I'll kind of try things and make people comfortable. Yeah. And I feel like I, I did a good job at that, just yeah. making people feel comfortable in the studio. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Are you are you excited about like the the upcoming Grammys and the, the possibility of like some of these projects getting yeah. nominated? Or I I really hope that that the Nas project is nominated because yeah. he hasn't won one. Right. So right. if I can be part of a project that's his first Grammy, that's crazy. like. That would be crazy. It's crazy how the music industry works in that way. Yeah. When you have certain artists like that who has never won a Grammy. Yeah. And you'll have like new artists that's won multiple. Bro, you in got Macklemore that like swept. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, True. so True. I, that's another reason I, I don't hold the hold that so high in regard. Yeah. yeah cause like it's more of a blessing than like, hey, award play award ceremonies is tricky because there happens to be certain factors every year that stop from great albums getting mm -hmm. nominations or wins. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there was a year that like Alicia Keys was winning like every Grammy and then there were like other albums competing with her that were great too, yeah, like yeah. NDRE and a bunch of people and stuff. Right. Um, Definitely so, politics. That yeah. Play. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you got uh, some good credits this year, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you and Hit Boy both are like Hit Boy had a great year. Like it was almost like, like kind of like a comeback from like his crazy run. Yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, he had that run in 2013, and then you know, in between then and now, he's had records, but like, like maybe like one or two number ones here and there, but nothing crazy. Right. And this year, it's just back to back to back to back, and like. Yeah. It's testament. It's it's just a testament to how hard he's worked for sure, and he's always worked that hard. And you know, I think that's why it's important to be available for the opportunity, right? Because you can work your ass off for ten years and and not uh, get anything for it, and then on your eleventh year, that's you, true. You know what I'm saying? That's why I tell motherfuckers not to quit, man. You exactly. never know what's gonna happen. They broke me. Both of us, we, we're here. Fuck through yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? That's the one thing I'll say. No matter it'll, my career could be a roller coaster, but they couldn't get rid of me, no. bro. I, every I'm gonna come with something. <laughs> exactly. Um, let me ask you because I know you uh, you produce too. Is that uh -huh. pr kind of like what you see like the next step to be? Maybe producing some big records or like what <sighs> what is the next step actually? Because like. We talked about even mm -hmm. the levels of like what what Chalice would be. We like runner, assistant, yeah, engineer, yeah, yeah. engineer. Like what comes next, you know? Like or what what would you want to do? I think uh, first and foremost, I want to start getting like points for mixing, mm. right? Because okay. I think like a lot of the big guys, uh, from what I hear, the the labels a lot like a percentage to go to the mixer. Really, but, I didn't know that. Yeah, I heard from another big mixer. Wow. He's like. But then usually like A&Rs or the managers will scoop that up. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. But but finding somebody that will fight for you and and, and uh, that has the right connections to make that happen, I think that's an important thing. But I think that will be a, a important step in, in, uh, in the engineering community. Because a lot of mixed engineers, like without them, bro, the the song is ass. It's right? true. It's true. I mean, there are, there are certain songs that are going to be great no matter what. But then certain ones, you, the mix engineer makes the I song. I mean, especially with rap being more melodic now, mm -hmm. you better get that mix right. Bro. You know? Bro, don't 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 let us uh, take the tune off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> don't let us release that. Yeah. And, yeah. and and here's the thing. Like, 
I, I, what the big engineers are talking about, I'm, I'm assuming they're like the, the Mike Deans, the young yeah, girls, yeah, yeah. like cats like that, mm-hmm. probably like who are getting some of these points yeah. where they're so kind of associated with like the artists like that are making that sound. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd what, be fire though. I mean, that's the next step. And I think producing is, is out there somewhere for me, but um, I, I still enjoy mixing more than I, I enjoy producing. Yeah, and I feel like I've put in so much, so many hours into it yeah. that I kind of want to see it through. And, like, I, I want to see how good I can be at it. You know what I'm see, saying? See, like, what the next level of that is. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, bro, we're we're always surprised at what what the next level is. We think it's one thing, but it's never that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we paint this path that we're supposed to follow, but it we we don't take that road to get yeah. to the destination so i'm like I, i'm just excited to see what the future holds and yeah like definitely production is 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 in there um yeah. but like i just don't have the time right right, right now i yeah. got you well let me um before we go out i want to just like have people just ask questions and this could be any questions like if you're just like a dude mixing at the crib or just uh-huh. have any little questions about anything any filters or whatever this would be the time to ask um for you <laughs> what is there any uh oh what's a plugin that changed the game for you um that's a good the, question actually fat, the fab filter pro q uh, yeah. series now it, it now it's on the number three the third edition of it but then that's the eq where you can like isolate certain frequencies and and it's just a lot of control in that eq and that helped me really really clean up my vocals and like get get me to where i want it to be the fat filter pro, pro q. q yeah okay uh will you work with dumb on his next album let's get it let's go we've let's, been that's easy that's easy I, i'm working on my next project right now it's gonna be on 88 rising and i definitely got to get the best mix on let's this one it, out bro. of any project i've ever had Man, so let's we'll get, get it. it we're gonna get that it's, it's a long time coming yeah hey yeah. i produced some for you yeah, yeah i want you guys uh by the way for anybody who might not know um on the uh rocket man album mm-hmm. he produced uh the track 11 one that's out of wild. ten. I'm on eleven. Yeah. One out of ten. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I, I, also, I still love that track. Me I still love that track. That shit goes. Um. So let me see. Uh, has David considered mixing slash producing for film? Man, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, but yeah, I've I've definitely considered it. We've scored um this Netflix uh movie uh called Uncorked. Okay. It's about that uh, wine. Oh wow! You guys scored that. Yeah, me and hit. Well, not all the whole thing, but yeah, yeah. some of it where they sent the scenes and we made music to it. How, how, how was that? It was like fun, a fun, super experience. fun, yeah. super fun. And like, I know there's more money in it, but I kind of, kind of enjoy the music part of it. Like, I like projects more than I like, yeah, uh, you know, a scene or a movie. I feel yeah, that yeah. it is a different thing. Yeah, like scoring things is, is a whole different thing. Especially, especially because that's not the focus. The yeah. music's not the. It's like a vibe. It, you're vibe. focused on the uh, right, the the yeah. visual and what you're making for yeah. that. Um, all right, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Unless you guys got a few more questions here. Is there anything? They're at the uh, other side. Um, Alex, on the questions there. No, those are it. Right. Okay. Um. All right. This is your last chance to ask any questions right now. Uh, what is there anything that you guys are working on that you can talk about or? Well, the next one is the Benny the Butcher album. Uh-huh. That's coming out this Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, oh, another one's coming out this Friday. It's a um, rock. I work with Rock Nation. It's called yeah. Reprise. It's oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's a compilation, yeah. right? It's a compilation. It's uh, all the proceeds goes to go to like um, foundations for social injustice. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like the you know how like the Pac Pac used to raise a lot of awareness on that. Um, yeah, I feel like this is kind of doing that for this generation, where it's like this is another good question. Any artists you worked with that you think are going to blow up? Um, Anybody you're excited about? I like that kid, um, Kid Leroy. Oh, you Kid Leroy, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think he's kind of up next. That yeah. dude, Australian. White dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's like 16, 17 right. years old, but he's nice, man. Yeah, 
he got some crazy melodies. You guys worked work together in the studio? Oh, uh, we've we've done a couple things. I I mix like um I mix one song for for him uh that's yet to come out. I think. Yeah. yeah. Will you work with Yax? Matt, anytime, bro. Yeah, we're R- all. Rick, we're all Rick's in, been Rick's yeah. been hitting me. <laughs> we're all in the we're all in the same you know vicinity of stuff. Yeah. It's also like you know scheduling and stuff, right. and Things like that. Um, I was gonna ask you another thing, cause uh, I saw Hit Boy going back and forth with uh, uh Kanye uh-huh. on the contract stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's the situation with this? Cause he was saying, like, you know, what Kanye was putting out there, Hit Boy is like, yo, you write about this, but you do this too, right? Like, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. pretty much kind of have the same system. Cause he, cause you know, Kanye was head of uh Good. Yeah, and like. He had a shitload of artists on shitload there. Shitload of artists that that weren't really getting their percentages. You know what I'm saying? And then only after he hit mentioned that hit, Kanye was like, "Okay, I'm gonna give all my mar- artists their masters." And you know, Big Sean was one of the people that were like, "Thank you, like finally." You know? Yeah. Does Hit Boy still have like like is he still having trouble? You know, with, yeah. with his masters and he, stuff. He's he he was he signed at a young age. You know what I mean? Like 19, 18 or something like that. Right. He signed. Like almost like a lifetime deal with Universal, and right. they're kind of it's a pub deal, and they don't really let him do what he wants to do. Is it, there any progress since those Kanye tweets on that or not? Nah? Probably so, not. Man. I feel Probably like my motherfuckers will not budge on that. Yeah. But I, I am learning a lot about publishing and masters. And man, like as I've been kind of sitting in recently on like these big sessions with big artists, like and they'll t- start talking about that, like. Mad people are like really stuck in some fucked up deals, oh, bro. It's, it's modern day slavery, man. It's crazy. Like they make it look, they make it look like you're you're getting the the you know big end of the stick, but like it's it's pennies on a dollar, right? And they're doing all the work. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, crazy. It's crazy. Well, man, yo, I'm uh, definitely proud of you as Me a too. fellow Koreatown. Uh, community member <laughs> uh i mean it's wild me too, like bro, i always I, you know but I, i'm also just proud like just our our circle of you know cats even christy you know our homegirl who's like gone into jewelry custom jewelry Killing you know uh christy cash you can look her up but just seeing kind of the circle of k-town people you know we always talk about k-town there's like the stereotype of how we grow up here and mm-hmm. what a k-town head is yeah. but I just recently, even beyond that, just started thinking about like the people in the immediate circle um, who are thriving. Yeah. And I, I, I totally feel like I haven't really just even looked around and seen that until right. recently. And I've realized like, yo, it's, it's crazy, right? And we all yeah. hung out during that time where there was kind of like this K-Town renaissance of people involved in hip hop. Yeah. Like we were all like troubled youth, you know, yeah. we were all like fucking around and wilding out. But For we sure. had a couple of we had a community of young Korean kids in K-Town that were had heavy interest in the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you see us now, we all have positions in the Bro, culture. Yeah, exactly. Furs, G, Mike. Right. Yeah. We're all in it, bro. Hey, I'm proud it's, of you, it's so Yeah, it's amazing to see that, man. Like, coming up in, on a parallel path. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of people just... Just either stop trying, they become the gr- disgruntled Ajashi. Yeah, <laughs> I, I respect y'all because, to, I mean, the people who are still here, because mm-hmm. that shows me, like, how real and serious you guys were to the culture and mm-hmm. how, like, dedicated you were to the culture. Because mm-hmm. there's people who are just, you know, they say they're part of the culture, but they're not really. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, you got to give back to the culture to sure. be a part of it. You know what sure, I'm saying? sure. And and you guys have truly done that. And we're all here, you know. Uh, there's another good question. How has how has music music streaming changed the game of being a sound engineer? Has they, that changed? Because I, I this is something I saw recently on Twitter too. People were talking about how the sound quality is better on certain things like Apple Music or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like, have you noticed those things? Or yeah, for sure. Because I think, yeah, title title. You know, they they try to. Um, they they try their best to have like the highest fidelity sounding stuff, but doesn't mean that like. To me, honestly, I, I listen to Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's like the most even playing ground, playing field where where like. 
Can you actually hear stuff. the difference, like on streaming platforms? Yeah, really, definitely. Yeah, that's something yeah. like you gotta have the ear for. Like yeah. I just kind of just jam to it, but. but they have like different algorithms that that match up to a certain level. Right. Like, there's things that are there's too loud. There's limiters and stuff too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as like changing it for engineers, it's like there's more opportunity for engineers, but at the same time, there's more shitty engineers. Mm. You know what I mean? There's like the the button pushers that are yeah. that are getting a lot of jobs. Right. And then, and then there are, uh, but overall, I feel like engineers are thriving because of streaming, because there will always be people that record themselves. But if you really want to be taken serious, you got to get mixed by somebody. Yeah. You got to get a professionally recorded. And, and at those times, like the, the engineers are, are, are being more available. I feel like more people are chasing that, uh, yeah. that job. Yeah. I feel that, um, you have a, uh, podcast or like a tutorial thing yeah. youtube channel what's it's called it's called all up in the mix um you know i i, I just pull up mixes and and um Break all the knowledge down. all the things that i learned that that took me a long time to learn i want the engineer community to to move forward yeah a little faster than i move forward right like i'm not the type to like hold knowledge in just because i'm yeah. scared of someone yeah. being better than me nah like I want everyone to be become better than me. I want to yeah. look back at engineering and like, and see see people pushing the threshold. You know I mean, what I'm it should be because that engineering process was such a tedious thing growing up yeah. of trying to figure out. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. So, what's the best way to catch follow? You probably Instagram, right? Yeah. Instagram, David Young and Kim. Uh, David Young and Kim. Uh, make sure you follow them. Stay. Uh, we'll put it on the links over here. Give them a follow. Uh, also check out the all up, uh, all up in the mix. Um, like tutorials and yep. stuff. Like if you're trying to get put up on game. I hope everybody enjoyed this discussion, especially for like the real like recording heads in here. I think this this was a good one, man. Real talk, yo, David. Yeah, thank you for pulling up. Love appreciate, you, brother. Appreciate the talk, man. I'm yes, proud sir. of you too, dog. Tune in next week for another episode of Fun with Them. Peace. Deuces. Peace.